99% of people say that family is the most important thing in their life. Yet, building a harmonious family can be a challenge to many of us. So many questions we have no answers to. In this podcast, I, Nevena Bajalac, Dubai's number one harmonious family expert and coach, author and speaker, interview parents around the globe so you can hear the real stories, experiences and struggles parents face. Every guest will, will share with us a unique discovery about parenting, something that nobody told them about. And I will also share with all of you unique tools, strategies that you can use to enjoy parenting more and building that harmonious family you have dreamed about. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the new episode of Building a Harmonious Family with Nevena Bajalac. And today I'm welcoming you with my guest, Reem Harbat. I'm not sure if I pronounced that very well, uh, but Reem is originally from Jordan and she's coming to us from Saudi Arabia. She is serial entrepreneur, mother, business coach, author, and award-winning knowledge broker by Tony Robbins and Ingraziosi. She has over 15 years of experience a CFO and member of board of directors of a renovated telecom group. And Reem now owns three multi-six-figure businesses. She got featured in Vogue magazine, Top Media, and her top-ranked podcast, The Entrepreneur Accelerator, is featured uh, featured actually some of the biggest names, such as Elena Cardona and Dean Graziosi and many more. So I'm very excited to welcome such a successful woman and mother to my parenting podcast. So Reem, welcome. Thank you so much, Nevena. It's an honor uh, being here with you. I'm super excited uh, for this episode, especially talking about uh, being a mom and uh, parenthood and everything. It's just the, 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 seriously, it's the topic that scares me the most. So let's see how, how it goes. <laughs> so let's start, Reem. Uh, share us a little bit. Who were you before you became a mother? And how was your, I mean, you're very successful uh, and so inspiring to meet such a successful woman. And I think so many women listening will be inspired with your story. So I would like to know a little bit uh, a story before success. How did you start it? Did you start your business before you became a parent or you became a parent and then, or you grow it uh, together? How was your journey? Love the question. Uh, thank you. I love the question because it's different. Usually people ask me, uh, you know, how, how did you start? What happened? How did you get into the business or the, the business world? But this time your question is different and it made me really think because uh, before being a parent, I used to be, um, I used to consider myself a very successful uh, employee. I was uh, a top-notch uh, CFO for a multinational group. I used to travel a lot. And uh, I was a member of the board of directors taking decisions for multi-million dollars, working with investors all the time. I was working shoulder to shoulder with men all the time. I was like the only uh, woman in, in that, let's say atmosphere, in that area, in that space. I was the only woman working with men all the time. And I never thought about being a parent or even getting married because, first of all, I was uh, I got divorced at a very young age, and uh, I cannot say it was a um, 
an unsuccessful story, definitely it ended up by divorce. So it's, but it was not a very, let's say, um, good experience for me. And I was like, you know what? I tried it. Being married is okay. Not my favorite. I enjoy being more productive. I enjoy being, uh, you know, traveling and taking decisions and feeling strong and making a lot of money. And this is, this is um, what made me fulfilled. And at the same time, I was pushing the idea of getting married. I was pushing it away. I was not thinking about it until I um, moved. Uh, first, I worked in Africa, and then I moved to Iraq, which is northern Iraq. Um, it was like a, a war zone. Mm. And I remember my sister, she used to call me all the time, and she was asking, like, Kareem, are you serious? Just go to a different country. Go to Dubai, for example. You will have fun. You will meet a lot of cute men you will have and I was like please don't open this with me I don't want to get married I'm happy I'm taking care of myself I don't need someone to support me and this is like this is the perfect situation for me until I met and honestly he's like my partner he's my husband but he's also I think the man of my dreams because he has everything that I really wanted and I never thought that I would have in a man. I found it, I found him in that country, which was, do you know the song of Rihanna? Uh, we found a love in a hopeless place. It was exactly, it, it really, it, it's for us. You know, that song was for us. The thing is when I got married, I immediately got pregnant and I, uh, on the day I gave birth, I received a text from my boss. And in that text, I was expecting a message of, you know, congratulations. Uh, this is especially that I know I, I was part of the top management. So I know what we do in these cases. And I was expecting something like a bonus, a gift. And that message was totally the opposite. He asked me to stay at home with my daughter and take care of her because I was too expensive for them that they could not afford me to be away from my job for uh, the maternity leave. And it was like a very polite way. This is how they thought that this is a polite way of asking me to quit. And that was the turning point. So. I had to take a, a decision and that decision came just, I was like, I remember I was sitting holding my daughter and I was looking at her face and the feeling of being a mother after like three decades of, you know, I never imagined that I would be a mother. Like the maximum that I thought of is just ending up with a puppy or, you know, some pet. I never had a puppy or, or any kind of pet. So I was like, this is, this is what I want. But when I saw my daughter in my arms, I was like, you know what? Screw everything else in life. I want to be with her. This man is right. I don't need, but I need money for sure, but I will figure it out. I will not go back and build someone else's business. I will not go back and build someone else's dreams. I will not take decisions of millions of dollars for someone else. I will figure it out. I will take care of this daughter, of this girl, and I will be with her. I will be a good mother and I will be successful. It was that decision on that day, five years ago, that really turned my life. And until today, I consider that day 
as uh, the most blissful day yeah. of my entire life. Having a daughter on the same day, getting kicked out of my job, that allowed me to reach where I am in today. So wow. that's in <laughs> roughly, that's my story. Yeah, and very often we think, you know, especially 2020 was so difficult for so many people losing jobs and we think, oh, the world is falling apart. But it's actually usually a blessing. I, I truly believe things are always working out for us. And I think you understood deep down that you have this capability, like you said, it was a similar decision when I left corporate, you know, you make millions for others and you're just paid, you were CEO, I was just a manager, you know, in, in education sector. So there is a big difference. But still, I think for me, I was like, no, why am I giving my hours? Uh, they don't even give me, you know, like you said, they don't give me a, a, a two hours time if I need anything, you know, any emergency. Uh, they're not there to support you. So I was like, no, why am I building someone else's business? I'm going to go and do it myself. So Absolutely. I really support you. And I think so many people need to hear this because if you're having a hard day, if you're having really something that seems like world is falling apart, no, there is something better waiting for you. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, Nevena, the thing is, if you have the growth mindset, if you try to find opportunities inside the challenges that you con that you conquer or that you um, face during your life, like every day we find a lot of challenges, whether it's external or internal. But if we always, always remind ourselves to think that. There, there could be or there is some sort of an opportunity inside the challenge that I'm that I'm seeing, then the whole formula will be different. Let's just take, for example, uh, Alexander Fleming. Um, when he was just testing uh, some, uh, I, I can't remember, it's fungus or bacteria or something. Yeah. And um, it, it was damaged. It was not working well as he was expected, expecting. And instead of just throwing it, he, he was digging deeper to see why did it fail. And from there, he discovered the penicillin. And that saved millions of uh, people's lives. So yeah. it's exactly the same thing that you need to adopt to look at every situation in your life. So you were talking about the pandemic, COVID-19. When it hit uh, early March, I remember I was sitting with my husband. And then I heard that the whole country is going in a lockdown. And I remember... My brother were pa was panicking, my sister was panicking, my dad was panicking, everybody was living in a different country. And I saw like the whole feed of Facebook, everybody was just talking about it, everybody was panicking. Our friends lost their jobs, some people, even our clients, you know? And we sat together and we said, listen, it's very chaotic out there and it's very crazy and people are panicking. So either we ride the wave and we panic or we isolate ourselves, no TV, no news, no monitoring the statistics or anything. And we decide, we take a decision. Again, everything in life starts with a small decision. We take a decision to work hard to help people in this situation that we're sure it's going to be to bring bigger return for us. And this is what we did in our business. We contacted every single client that we had in our contact list, people that we worked with before and people that we did not work with even. We contacted them, we spoke to them, we offered our help. 
And that generated us seven figures in uh, the first three months during the pandemic. This is what I wanted to say. It's not about the money. It's how you handle things when it's tough. The stronger or the strongest, or I don't want just to, to, to say strongest and weakest, but the one who has the stronger mindset, the, the mindset that looks at opportunities instead of problems and, and struggles will always uh, have bigger returns. So lovely. I love it. And thank you for sharing that with us. It's so inspiring. And I've been through a similar journey as well. And I absolutely agree. I think mindset is such an important tool and we have to work on it all the time. So let's go back a little bit to your parenting. So do you have one child? How many children do you have? Uh, oh what age? And tell me a little bit more as being such a successful businesswoman, how was now the parenting for you? What were the struggles? Were you prepared or you were not prepared at all? What was the biggest surprise for you? Okay, love it. I have one daughter, her name is Miriam, and she's five years old. She just turned out five uh, September 30th. And of course I was not prepared. I was not, I was not even prepared. I told you maximum that I was thinking of was a pet. And I even don't know how to raise a pet. I even adopted a cat recently for, we got the cat for her uh, fifth birthday. So it's, it's really, I was like, not ready for any of this. But again, I took a decision. Like on the day when I gave birth, and when I saw her, and I realized that I'll be responsible for this person. Like during my journey, during my whole life, I was just responsible for myself. I was taking care of myself. So I decide what to eat. I decide when to sleep. I decide what to do. But then when I like saw her and I realized that, oh my God, I am the one who's responsible for her to bring her to become um, a good human being. And again, coming from a Middle Eastern background, coming from a humble uh, family and not being like coming from a poor family. My mom and dad were teachers. And I, I think, you know, in the yeah. Middle East, um, it's one of the toughest jobs. Seriously, uh, if you work with government, like the, 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 the government uh, schools, not even the, the, the local schools, the public schools. So we, I came from a, a difficult environment and I knew that I have to provide better choices for this little girl to grow up to be a good human. And I have to like take really hard decisions and I need to work hard to make her um, or to bring her to be a good human. Again, why I'm saying this because I don't want her to, because I grew up in a tough environment, maybe I, I learned so much Maybe her situation now is different because things are easier for her. And I don't want that to happen. So I don't want to, to take that advantage. Uh, uh, and I want her to feel everything. And the, the, the thing is, um, I had to learn a lot about motherhood. I had to learn so much about, you know, from the tiniest thing, like breastfeeding or, or formula or I was like so much into these because I want to make sure that I'm providing her with the best thing. Of course, there are like when you're an entrepreneur and you you get busy, you travel a lot, you get these conflicts inside. And sometimes you have this guilt that am I doing a good job? Am I really doing well? Am I focusing too much on work and not on her? 
But then you see that she's growing up. She's very smart. She's even training her cat and she's telling him, um, she's calling him chicken nugget. Chicken nugget, you can do it. Jump, you can do it. Believe in yourself, you can do it. So that, it makes me feel good because that means that she knows and she understands things that I'm trying to like plant in her. And she's even uh, teaching it to the cat. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's fun. It's scary. It's not easy. I do my best, but I always remind myself again and again and again that I'm a human being. I sometimes can be a tough CEO. At the same time, I can be a good mother. But at the very next day, I can be a very like broken, tired, exhausted human being that I lose control of everything. Sometimes I, I, I give sugar. Sometimes I feel like, you know, take all the candy that you want. I'm a mom, you know, and I do my best. And this is what I can do. Like, I am just doing my best. It's beautiful. I love it. And I will not trade it for anything else in this life. This is, she's my wife. That's why I'm doing everything to show her that as women and in the Middle East, we can grow up and do whatever we want and we can become anything that we want. This is the message that I'm working so hard to give to my daughter. Wow. Thank you for, for honesty. And this is why I have this podcast. And when I started it, I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to just interview real parents. I was first thinking, should I find specialists, talk about parenting? Then I mm -hmm. said, no, I want real parents. I want real stories. I want, you know, people to hear from one another, to hear that it's okay to have a bad day and everybody have a bad day and there is no perfection in parenting. Absolutely. You just have to, you just have to really try to be, you know, better version of yourself and have a, this mm -hmm. long long-term vision what I want to to teach my child thank you Rim, for sharing that I would like to ask you what is one advice or one thing that you you learn about parenting or something you would like to share so we can wrap up the session what would you share with other parents what is your advice for them maybe something that you didn't know before and it, and it would help you if you knew there are so many things I can tell you to be honest the first thing is always speak with your child as if he's a, not an adult, but as an adult, they will really absorb what you're giving them, what you're talking, what you're telling them. Do not assume that they are children and they don't understand and they do, and they will not get what you're talking about. And this is one thing that when I compare, and I don't like to compare, but I see a difference. When I see my daughter with kids even older than her, I, I noticed that her personality, her, the way she speaks, she like the way she speaks, she expresses herself, um, the way she even responds to our, like what we ask her to do and stuff. And even at school, it, it's totally different compared to other kids where their family, they were treating them as babies. You know, this is, this is one of the things that I really found uh, I found a big difference in. But the second thing that is really, really important is that always, always be careful when you are in front of your kid and when you're talking to your partner. And this is, again, this is an agreement between me and my husband. We always take our discussions uh, away uh, and we always create an environment of respect, of uh, kindness of love 
in front of her because this is the period that she will learn, absorb, and imitate. She's going to do exactly the same because I, you know, I used to hear this before, but I did not believe it until I saw it because my daughter in situations, she's repeating our words. She's repeating, like she's imitating uh, our moves. And uh, so when at a very young age when you always spread uh, an atmosphere of respect, of love. Um, kids will grow up with this. Like, even if you get angry, even if you, like, I do not, uh, as a mom, um, I, I love to apologize to her. If I made her angry, if I uh, screamed, for example, if I lost control, if I did something that hurt her, or, you know, I just sit down, I look at her into, in, uh, into the eyes and I apologize because I want her to feel that it's okay also for her to apologize if she did something wrong. Yeah. And so it's it's a two-way street. Like, do not think that because also you're a parent that it's just a one way they have to get things from you. Yes, they learn everything from you, but you have to remember that it's a two-way, it's a two-way street. Just um, go to their level and speak to them and be honest with them. I never lied with her. If I want to expect from her to be honest with me when she grows up, I will never lie. Like if I do something, I will tell her, I can't. This is what's gonna happen. I explain it and I do not lie to her. And I always tell her like, even if it's gonna make mom angry, just tell me the truth. And we always have the truth, you know? Um, it's a lot of things you make like, I can't tell you one thing, but it's a lot of things. And it's, again, it's a, a journey where I also learn. I also try to become the best version in, of myself as a mom. So um, thank you for this. Seriously, I would love to hear other moms' uh, experiences and to see what's the best uh, approach. Like, again, it's, it's a journey and we're learning. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you. I'm, I'm really on the same page. And when I work with, with families, I always tell them, um, you know, we often think they're children, they're young. So we underestimate their power of understanding. We speak mm -hmm. with them without, like you said, this kind of respect and adulthood in a way, like they're mature, they're mature enough. Yeah. And it really makes a difference, really makes a difference. And it is uh, the second thing you said, true, everything we talk about the atmosphere we create they're going to absorb it so it's very important that we pay attention to that i really don't have enough words to thank you for being thank here you. uh it was a pleasure really and uh, so much value hearing from you getting inspired with your journey and uh role modeling your your daughter that she can do it all she can be a ceo she can be successful businesswoman. yes next to standing equally next to men uh and um really and then be the kind and beautiful person and human being thank you once again and I want to thank um, all the listeners for being here as always. And I will see you in the next episode.